This happened just over two years ago, at the end of my first year of university. I'm female, and at the time I was 21. My university is in a very large city, and I was living in the university's accommodation, a short walk from the main campus. My flatmates had all finished their exams and gone home for the summer, so I was alone in my flat. I was pretty stressed because I was in the middle of my first round of university exams. I decided that it wouldn't be prudent to waste my precious study time cooking, so I ordered a pizza from the large pizza chain. It was about 8.30 in the evening when my pizza had arrived, so it was on the verge of getting dark. My block of flats had a keycard entry system, so the pizza delivery guy couldn't come right to my door. I saw his car pull up outside. As I mentioned, this is a big chain, so their cars are easily recognizable, and I went downstairs to get my pizza. The delivery guy stepped out of his car as I walked over. He was tall, stocky, and looked to be in his late 20s or early 30s. He handed me the pizza box and said, thanks, and made to walk away. The delivery guy, however, had other ideas. You're very pretty, he said. I wasn't sure how to respond, so I said, thanks, again. Then, and most disconcertingly, he said, are you home alone? This set off my creep alarm straight away, so I told him I wasn't. However, my order was clearly meant for one person, and I was in a largely deserted block of flats at the very end of my school year, so he could have deduced pretty easily that I was lying. I was thoroughly creeped out by this point, so I turned around to walk back to the door of my flat block. As I walked away, he wolf whistled and called after me. Wow, nice ass. As I walked up the steps, he continued to whistle and whoop and generally be as inappropriate as possible. Needless to say, I closed and locked the door of the block of the flats, and then the door of my flat, and then the door of my room. Had this happened more recently, I would have called the pizza place right away to report the incident, and I wouldn't have eaten the pizza either. At the time, though, I wasn't in the best state of mind, so I ate my pizza and put the whole incident to the back of my mind. I felt pretty uneasy about the fact that this guy knew where I lived. Moreover, the other residents of my flat block wouldn't want to let strangers in, which made me even more uneasy. The next few days passed without incident, and I finished my exams. I went back to my parents' house for the summer. When I arrived home, I decided at last that I ought to call the pizza place to report their creepy employee. I did, and the young woman who answered the phone sounded horrified when I explained the situation to her, and immediately gave the phone to a manager. He took the details of my order, presumably so he can ascertain who delivered the pizza, and apologized. I never heard anything back from the pizza place, but I hope they have a zero-tolerance policy when it comes to their employees creeping on their customers. My girlfriend and I had been living in our new apartment approximately three or four months at the time of this story. For clarification and background, we live in a basement level unit. The one and only entrance is inside the building and down the stairs. However, there's four windows facing nothing but a row of shrubbery and tree line. It was roughly 9 or 10 p.m. She was at work for the evening and I had the place to myself lights on and TV blasting. I was sitting in the living room planning on eating trashy and binge watching the remaining episodes of Broad City. Not long into it, however, I heard a scraping sound from the bathroom. My first thought, a mouse? Which was the last thing we needed, so I get up and make my way through the hallway as quietly as I can to go catch a glimpse of it. The closer I got, the more I realized the scratching wasn't coming from the bathroom, but rather the window in the master bedroom. My next guess was it's simply kids playing outside, as they tend to, or the bunny I had seen bouncing out there that morning. Even more likely, someone taking a dog out to pee. I paused. 
tried to hone my hearing and only then noticed it wasn't a sound echoing from outside, but rather scratching on the window itself. I stared into the bedroom when I noticed the sound stopped and moved to the adjacent window in the next room next to it. A smaller bedroom that gave us the creeps as is, we never used it. There's no light source, it simply sits dark and empty aside from a few boxes of my clothing. Now, thinking back, it was probably a bad idea. I'm a small girl, maybe 5'2", 90 pounds, soaking wet, but I do have a bit of spirit and a tad bit of temper. I had hoped upon being discovered that whomever it was, obvious to me that it was someone, not a something, would run off. I had caught him red-handed, so I prepared myself and yelled out, I hear you. What do you want? The scratching sound stopped, instantly. I waited after what felt like an eternity I assumed the coast was clear. I made my way to the windowsill and slowly cracked open the blinds. I don't know why I did, because there he crouched, peering into me with the widest and wildest eyes I've ever seen on a person, most certainly strung out on something. He told me to let him in. As shocked as I was, I almost laughed at the audacity, as if I was just going to swing open the window and let him waltz in. Using the remaining courage I had mustered, I tell him not so gently, no, get the fuck away from my house. He again told me to let him in, to which I informed him I was calling the police, and hurriedly proceeded to do just that. I even turned the phone to face him for added effect, hoping this would act to scare him or intimidate him, anything to get this man to leave. Unfortunately, it had the exact opposite effect. He was seething, raging and practically foaming at the mouth. He drew back and punched the window, hard, repeatedly slamming his fists and palms against the glass. The window started cracking, blood flinging up like a gore-filled movie effect. I was out of there fast, heart racing, slamming the door shut behind me, so tempted to run out the front door but incredibly scared that he would just come around the front of the building. It would take no time at all for him to do that. Torn and trapped, I pick up the nearest blunt object and place myself in between the two doors. I figured whichever one moved first, I'd go out the other. I still had the phone to my ear, urging the 911 operator to get someone here fast. In my panic state, I also feared for my girlfriend, who would be coming home soon. I messaged her warning about what was going on. Eventually, sirens and a pounding came to the door. The police had arrived. I explained what had happened, and they searched the apartment and area near the window. Coming back with a set of keys that he had possibly dropped, but no sign of him other than the broken window. They took a sample from the blood splatter on what was left on the glass. My girlfriend came home shortly after, having left work early and calling the police herself. I'm grateful she did. Maintenance had been notified and they threw up a temporary boarding until it could be repaired. They never actually found the guy, or if they did, I never received any updates about it. Definitely didn't get any sleep that night. I live in a rural desert and have to take long, mostly desolate roads to get to the nearest town. I'm a 30-year-old female and about 125 pounds and 5'5", at the time I was 28. One day while driving towards town, I was only about 5 miles from home so I had another 15 miles before I reached the town. I made a right-hand turn and noticed a dark blue newer Dodge Charger station wagon driven by a 20 or 30-something year old bald man, getting ready to turn left on the same street as me from the opposite way I was coming. He got behind me and immediately started tailgating me. It's a long, flat stretch of road with no other car, so he could have easily passed me. I was going at least 10 over the limit, so he really didn't need to ride my ass. He wasn't going to pass me, and I didn't want to pull over because my dad always told me never to do that, as some people can take advantage of people that way. 
We were approaching a small hill where you could not pass, and I saw a van driving on the opposite side just coming up over the hill. The jerk behind me decided it was the perfect time to pass me. He was gunning it around me and I was terrified because I felt we were going to wreck. I freaked out as I realized we would all crash, so I eased on my brakes to give him some room to pass me. I saw the van swerve to the side of the road and slowed down. What I didn't realize was that the jerk had gotten back behind me when I braked, but since he had been on my blind spot, I didn't see him. He was pissed from that, and so he kept getting closer and closer to my bumper, as if trying to scare me. I looked back and saw that the van stopped, probably shaken up. The guy finally speeds and passed me, but then immediately started to brake in front of me, slowing me down. I tried to get around him, but he continually stopped his car in the middle of the road to block both lanes and me. No matter what I did, he kept thwarting my efforts to move everywhere. I was terrified and decided to just turn around. I looked back and saw the van still on the side of the road and felt kind of relieved as I was thinking they can be a witness in case this guy hurts me or causes a wreck. I tried to turn around, but he kept positioning his car to block me. I was wishing another driver would come along to stop him, but no one else was coming and the van was staying about 200 yards behind me. Finally, I got a bright idea to pull out my phone and take a picture of his car and license plate. I did so, and I saw his side mirrors that he was looking at me. This seemed to piss him off as I snapped pictures, so he finally sped off. I waited some time and decided to just head to town and not let this jerk dictate my decisions. I drove forward and looked out for him on the dirt roads that crossed the road, but I didn't see him. About a mile down, I got to the road and needed to turn left at. When I looked to the right of the road as I was approaching it, I saw his car parked on the corner. This tall, muscular, bald jerk in a neon green tank top then ran out of his car in the front of the road and tried to take pictures of my car. The jerk had been waiting for me. As I took a fast left turn, he was still taking pictures behind me. I drove off as fast as I could, and luckily he didn't follow me, but I'm sure he got a photo of my license plate. I was shaken up and thinking I should call the cops as I had his license plate and description. I got to the store and called the cops and gave them all the information I had. They said they would look out for him, but since it had been 10 minutes since I last saw him, I couldn't tell them where he would be now, only where I last saw him. They took my name, address, and phone number for the report or more information purposes to reach me, I suppose. I went on with my day and got home without any incident. I didn't see him anywhere and I felt relieved. Now I live alone with only one neighbor close by, but he's never home as his primary residence is in another town. I'm off three miles of dirt roads and out in the boonies. I do, however, have a dog, and he is very protective of me and my land. That night I was home alone with my dog and watching TV. I'm an idiot and have no curtains or blinds on my two main windows in the living room dining room. I was sitting on the couch and it was dark out. Suddenly, my dog perked up out of a deep sleep and stared towards the window. I started panicking as no one should be out this way. The road dead ends in my driveway, so if anyone is out there, it wasn't good. He started growling in a low grumble and his ears and fur were standing on end. He can be very vicious with strangers and protects me in the house at all costs. I felt a lot safer with my dog but I was still pretty scared. I have gravel all around the house so you can hear when people are walking around. I then turned off the TV and lo and behold, I heard footsteps fairly close to the window. It sounded like they were trying to be quiet, but it's hard to conceal those sounds in gravel. I grabbed for my cell phone and called 911. I told them I heard someone outside and was scared and home alone. I gave them my address and they said they were sending a unit out to my home. I'm very far out, so I knew it was gonna take a while. I didn't hear anything, but I was afraid the person was just hiding or keeping still. I yelled out towards the window, the cops are coming and I have a gun. 
I do have a gun, but it's a 22 rifle and only use it to shoot pests in my garden. I still didn't hear anything, but suddenly my dog went into full bark mode and went nuts. He scratched at the door, but I didn't want to let him outside for fear that the person would shoot him or something. For some stupid reason, panic I suppose, I didn't think to grab my rifle. I was just listening for anything, but didn't hear anything over my dog's barking. I heard the sirens far off in the distance and knew they had the three miles of hard gravel roads ahead of them. Finally, the cops arrived and searched around. The guy was long gone. They saw footprints that did look larger than mine, but there were so many around it was hard to tell. There was no damage or evidence of breaking in or anything or any signs of the guy. I told the cop what had happened earlier in the day and asked if he could have been that guy. How could have he gotten my address since I didn't see him follow me home? They said unless he was law enforcement or military, which I'm right next to the military base, or something, they could, but it was illegal. They thought most likely it was a burglar as there had been a few in the nearby town. I didn't really believe it and I'm sure they said it to try to calm me down as I was shaking. They gave me their card and said to call if anything comes up. They said they'd been trolling the area due to some things they said they couldn't share with me. They suggested if I wanted to stay with someone or have someone over. I had no friends nearby and at the time it was late, so I said I'd stay and hoped I'd scare the guy off. I stayed up late, usually I do when I don't work the next day, with my dog and my rifle. I also called my best friend one state away and we talked for most of the night and she helped calm me down. 